it's a great day. It's celebratory. It's insightful. It, the best thing for us is to meet all the families when we can and see everybody's enthusiasm. And as you well know, it doesn't die out easily. <laughs> so, great day. Great day. You're listening to Radio Rounds on WWSU 106.9 FM, Dayton's Right Choice. Welcome to Radio Rounds, everybody. Glad you could join us for the next 30 minutes. This, of course, is Radio Rounds, which is a weekly medical radio talk show hosted and produced by medical students at the Wright State University Boonshoft School of Medicine. My name is Avash Kalra. I'm John Corker. And we're glad that you could join us. Uh, you know, we'll be hearing uh, from students and parents during today's episode. But to start off, that was Dr. Dean Parmalee at the beginning of the episode, Dean of Academic Affairs here at the Boonshoff School of Medicine, offering some comments before our theme song. And, of course, the great day to which he was referring was the first day of a medical student's career, uh, beginning with the traditional white coat ceremony, which is the focus of today's episode. That's right, Avash. Today we're going to be hearing from students and parents about the real meaning behind putting on that white coat for the first time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And in fact, if you're a medical student or a parent of a medical student or simply someone from the general public and you want to share your thoughts with us about the white coat, the white coat ceremony, or the feeling of entering that medical profession, uh, please feel free to email us at contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at radiorounds.org, and we'll share those thoughts on the air today. But first, before we get to that, uh, we just want to talk about how everyone's week is going. Uh, first, John, and we have Casey McCluskey again with us in the studio. Casey, how are you? Oh, doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. And uh, let's, uh, why don't you guys share with us how your week has been? It's been busy. Uh, we have an exam tomorrow uh, in evidence-based medicine. I think we mentioned on the last episode asking uh, answerable questions, but we've learned a little bit since then. The uh, physician's big three, the four A's, ask, acquire, appraise, and act. 
Uh, and maybe even the difference between odds ratios and uh, risk, relative risk. Relative yeah. risk, yeah. We uh, clearly don't know enough for our exam tomorrow. Casey, how are you feeling? Um, ready to go study after the show. But, uh, you know, it'll be good to get your first exam from year two under the belt and over with. Yeah, and uh, the real the real hard work starts the day after, if I recall from last year. But not to worry you or anything. And same for the first years, actually, coming up this week. Uh, Shami, our executive producer here, of course, in the studio. Uh, why, don't, why don't you jump on the mic here and share the story of uh, what you did earlier this week down in Cincinnati. Yeah, Vash, Lakshman and I actually went down to the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine, and just like we did an orientation show here, we did one there as well. We were joined by two of their very own, Drs. Hopkins and Hummel. Dr. Hopkins, a uh, geneticist down there, and Dr. Hummel is a pediatric uh, hematology oncologist. They talked to us about their patient experiences and really helped the first years, the ones that are starting, get an idea for what they're in for and the, you know, the grandeur or the excitement that is medicine sounds like it was a lot of fun and if you're listening from the University of Cincinnati you know feel free to contact us if you'd like to get involved in radio rounds and that goes for all medical students and pre-medical students all across the country of course uh, you know I'm on my family medicine rotation right now and that's going well uh, you know I've mentioned this to you guys before but of course I'm enjoying the excitement of working closely with patients for a change now and seeing and solving the mysteries that lie behind every door you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool how, especially in family medicine, I get to see the continuity of care. You know, even in two weeks, I've, I saw a patient the first week who came back for their follow-ups the next week, and you can already see how it's pretty exciting to develop that long-term trusting relationship uh, between the physician and the patient. And that continuity of care is a really important part of medicine going forward, Avash. Uh, later in the season, we're going to have an episode about patient-centered medical homes and their importance and uh, increased utilization in uh, in the healthcare system, especially post-reform legislation passing. So stay tuned for that episode. Yeah, and I do want to just share a, a little story to sort of highlight really how how moving and inspiring even just starting rotations have been. Uh, earlier this week, I was uh, speaking to a female patient who uh, had some various symptoms uh, going on, and we couldn't really figure out what was happening. She left the room momentarily to go to the bathroom, and I was on my way out of the room as well to go talk to the attending about the patient, and the patient's husband sort of stopped me for a second, and, and he said, you know, she means everything to me, and I really hope you can figure this out. Uh, and, you know, it was just sort of tearing up as he was telling this to me once she left the room. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just sort of highlights how, how when you're working with the patients, you have to sort of consider everything, the family as well. Uh, you know, and, and there are many stories like that on a daily basis now. So for the first and second year medical students, that's what you have to look forward to in a couple of years. And uh, moving on, to before we get on to, to the interviews with our first-year medical students from the White Coat Ceremony, we just wanted to give you guys a few updates on the news. Uh, we get many of these headlines from the AMA Morning Rounds. It's the American Medical Association's Morning Rounds. And uh, our first headline of the morning has to do with elder depression being discussed. Uh, as part of its continuing series, Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk, ABC's Good Morning America reported that about 7 million people over the age of 65 have been diagnosed with depression and many more could be suffering. Dr. Marie Savard uh, answered questions about how you can spot the warning signs of depression in an older person and what you can do to help. Uh, Savard said older people are much more likely to be alone, socially isolated, or fear a general lack of purpose and can have a difficult time acknowledging mental health issues. 
And uh, Dr. Savard noted that seniors, quote, also tend to have more physical illnesses and added that the link between depression and physical illness is much stronger and can be a vicious cycle. Now, here's the big stat. Uh, Notably, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says that America's senior population, that's the individuals over 65, has the highest suicide rate in the country. Very interesting. That's one I would not have thought of before, but uh, especially you were talking about going through your family medicine rounds. Uh, when you're dealing with older patients, it's always important to remember, as you said, the issues that may be going on outside of the uh, present illness, if you will, that they come in for that day. That's right. It was something we've talked about in classes before, how, you know, as, as patients get older, uh, dementia starts to set in, and sometimes dementia can actually mask the signs of depression, and sometimes it's important for physicians to keep that in mind when working with the elderly population. So something to keep in mind, and we just wanted to highlight that today. Um, I want to introduce the people we have in the studio with us. First, we have Teresa Lee, who is a first-year medical student here at the Wright State University Boonshoff School of Medicine. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me again. And Doug Bias is also with us in the studio. Doug, hi. Hi, thanks for having me on. Sure, it's a pleasure to have you guys, and we'll talk with you a little bit more as we go on. First, John, why don't we explain exactly what the white coat ceremony is, for those of you wondering. Absolutely. Uh, Another name for the white coat ceremony is convocation. Uh, It's an opportunity to commence the first year's experience in medical school and uh, ultimately their career as physicians, physicians in training, so on and so forth. And um, when we when we get together on uh, the first Sunday of August, it's an opportunity for the first years and their families uh, to come to a really nice venue, uh, the Schuster Center here in downtown Dayton, and learn a little bit about what it's going to be like for their four years of medical school. Their parents hear from the deans of the school as well as some professors. Uh, the first years get their pictures taken. For some of us, it's the best picture we've ever taken and maybe <laughs> and- ever will Take. And that picture follows you around, actually, for the whole of medical school. It sure does. For all, so for all of you pre-med students out there that are going to be starting med school in the next few years, make sure that's a good picture. Uh, but really, it's just an opportunity, as I said, for students to begin to understand what it's going to be like to go through medical school for four years. Yeah, and the Arnold P. Gold Foundation, which sort of highlights humanistic qualities in medicine, started this program in 1993. Already, the White Coat Ceremony is now over 100 medical schools uh, use the White Coat Ceremony. It originated in the University of Chicago's Pritzker School of Medicine in 1989, but the first full-fledged ceremony took place in 1993 at Columbia University. So with that, I want to bring on Teresa and Doug on the mics, and we'll start with you, Teresa. Why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about what, you know, putting on that doctor's white coat means to you and, and meant to you the first time you did so last Sunday? Um, well, I took a relatively uh, long-winded journey into medical school. I um, applied twice, took the MCAT twice, went and got my master's, mm-hmm. and I definitely put 110% of my energy into it, but there were times when I lost focus and didn't want to do it anymore. So the white coat was um, kind of a symbol that I always kept at the forefront of my mind. So when I finally got the coat, it was definitely a relief. Um, to be quite honest, I was completely zoned out at the ceremony. I just <laughs> wanted that white coat so badly. I know my parents were really proud for uh, for you know me finally getting the white coat and finally getting into med school. So it meant a lot. It really did. It was very emotional. And it's what, you, what you've sort of described as epitomized actually in our theme song. And I have to give the credit to the composer of that, Robert Mikan, who's in our class. And the line in the theme song is White Coats, Long Roads, and Dreams, which is also the name of today's episode. Doug, uh, why don't you share a little bit about, and we're going to actually play a clip from you uh, when we interviewed you at the white coat ceremony. But first, tell us a little bit about what the white coat, cer- white coat means to you. Uh, what the white coat means to me. Um, 
It's a good question. Uh, I know when I uh, when they first placed it on me, I uh, I was the one who was crying up there on stage, and mm-hmm. I continued to cry for uh, quite a while. Uh, it was such an honor for me uh, being a a guy who, you know, I. I I wasn't the straight-A student in high school. I, I made C's. I even made some D's in high school. And being the guy to come from that to now being in medical school, it's such an honor for me and a privilege. Um, I've worked hard since high school to get here, of, <laughs> of course. course. But um, you know, having lost my father to cancer as well, uh, I'm really committed this to him and uh, have decided to do this in his honor. And uh, it's it's such a privilege Mm -hmm. to be able to help people in the future, like the doctors who were there for my father and our family. Our Radio Rounds team was present at the class of 2014 White Coat Ceremony last week, and Shami and Lakshman recorded some interviews with students and parents. And Doug, you were one of the students that they caught up with, and we're going to air that clip right now. Here's Doug Bias last Sunday at the White Coat Ceremony. My name is Doug Bias. I lost my father six years ago to cancer. Um, I'll be up there. I'll be the one crying up there, crying my eyes out. I've got his picture with me right now. I'm tearing up right now. Uh, I wish he could be here. Just looking to uh, show compassion to people like the doctors who showed compassion to my family. Doug, obviously it's, a, it's sort of a pretty moving story and uh, really appreciate that you shared that with us. I'm sure that your father's g- memory is going to be with you, e- not just at the White Coat Ceremony, but as you continue through your medical career. Uh, like I said, I had his picture there with me and I uh, was thinking about him the whole time. And uh, that's really going to drive me in my practice in the future. Um, I just remember the compassion that was showed to me. I also remember the bad doctors as well. <laughs> and um, I'm committed to not being like them. So uh, it was a great inspiration to me, uh, having been through that. Of course, it was a hard time, but it's made me the man that I am today. To me now, two years after putting on the white coat for the first time, and obviously I've, I've worn the white coat and, with patients and stuff, to me it, it, means, it, it means a lot of things, uh, professionalism and all of that, but it really means that uh, it symbolizes life. You know, it symbolizes purity. It symbolizes the art of medicine as well to me. Um, and... John, why don't you jump on and share what the white coat means to you? Sure. Well, we've all mentioned that it's a very personal thing. It's a feeling of personal accomplishment. It's a feeling of accomplishment for your family. But I think the big thing that resonates with me that you talked about, Avash, is the feeling of professionalism. Putting on that white coat, you really graduate from being uh, an undergraduate student, uh, a young man or a young lady, to a, to a professional student mm-hmm. and entering that world of, of professional medicine. And I think uh, when you when you put that white coat on, you really need to have uh, a different mindset. Uh, and really remember that what we're doing uh, is very important and, and deals with people's lives. It, does, it doesn't get any more important than that. You know, I certainly appreciated uh, the experience of going through the white coat ceremony, but I don't think it hit hit me as hard as when I had to take my white coat off and put a hospital gown on mm-hmm. and um, seeing the other side of it and actually being a patient um, when I was going through my cancer treatments, um, I now have a much greater appreciation for the side of medicine when you're not wearing a white coat and what those people go through, all of our patients will experience. And now when I put that white coat on, I feel a much stronger sense of responsibility to my patients because now I know what it's like to have been one. Yeah, and it's not just about the knowledge that the right coat represents, of course. It's about, like I said, the art of medicine and working with the patient. And it's, it de- helps develop trust 
with the patient as well. So well, with that, what we want to do is now play another clip from the white coat ceremony. This is Mark Jelpy, and he's actually an old friend of ours who two years ago helped us during our anatomy course. Here's Mark from last week's white coat ceremony. Well, my name is Mark Jelpy. I'm originally from Miami University and came to Wright State for a few years to do a master's, and, and uh, here I am, Wright State, for a little bit longer. I didn't really, uh, you know, I, I got in and I was excited, but it really didn't hit me until this last week I went on vacation where we always go every year, sit on the beach, just relax, and then I started to think, wow, the rest of my life is about to start in like three days. So pretty excited, a uh, little nervous, but, you know, ready to get started for sure. Now, I understand that in your previous tenure at Wright State, you had an alternate identity of sorts. I did. Yeah, and uh, my previous life at Wright State, I actually got the opportunity to meet my interviewers, and uh, I was actually their TA, so I had a little bit, a part in crafting who you guys are today. So it's neat to be able to see you guys grow up, and, you know, and here you are. Well, interviewing me, so. From, from our perspective, the uh, rest of the class is definitely lucky to have you. I remember how you dissected my whole cadaver for me, so they, I'm sure they'll learn a lot from you. Well, you know, the best part is, is I, when I went through the master's program, I never actually dissected myself. So when I got in to your class, it was kind of like learning as I go along. And, you know, there's so many different bodies that you kind of, if you didn't figure something out in the first one, you could usually get it by the second one. So, yeah, it's, it's great to be here, though, and I'm really excited. And I also had the opportunity to uh, be president at the White Coat Ceremony, and Shaman Lakshman, uh, for lack of a better term, sneak attacked me and, and caught up with me about what my thoughts on the White Coat Ceremony. Wide eyes and bushy tails are certainly being seen in great numbers right now, but I think the first couple of weeks they'll be challenged to a point where maybe they calm down a little bit and, uh, and, and start to realize the tremendous opportunity that they're being afforded. Now, it was only a year ago, John, when you were in these seats here. Um, what was that like, now looking back on it? It, it wasn't long ago. I, I can't believe it's been a year ago today that I was in their seats, but I remember what they felt like, and it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to become a medical student, to get into the medical world, and ultimately these, th- these students will have a significant impact on how recently passed healthcare legislation will shape the, uh, the medical profession in the future. Yeah, so we are looking at tomorrow's doctors. This is the class of uh, 2014, right? You got it. So uh, four years from now, they will be your doctors. Absolutely. In fact, I'll be graduating with this crew because I'm in the five-year MDMPH program. So I'll leave my class behind in a few years and take up with these guys. So I'm excited to get to know them. That's awesome. It seems like they have a lot of great stories. And, you know, just as every class, they're quite diverse as well. Um, do you have any insight into that? Well, the one thing that I noticed about this class, while each class at Wright State is ethnically diverse, socioeconomically diverse, this class is much more regionally diverse than I've, than I've noticed in the past. Much more students from out of state. I think over a quarter of students were out of state this year, and that's uh, fairly significantly more than it has been in the past. So it's nice to meet people from other areas of the country, from different preparation programs at different undergraduate universities, and with a number of different stories. And that was John backstage. Uh, we interviewed him. He was, he was excited, but as you hear in the background, all the students were very excited as well. They met each other for the, I guess, almost first time. They hung out before that, but uh, there's a lot of energy in that room. Now we go to another clip that Lakshman and I, uh, we interviewed a couple other students um, who were actually, they're an engaged couple. They're starting medical school. So it's uh, Brian Jacobs and Deanne Duvall. Let's hear what they had to say. I'm Brian Jacobs, and this is my fiance. I'm Deanne Duvall. And you are both starting here at the School of Medicine? Yes. He found out Wednesday, and we found out just a couple hours ago. No, no, twelve <laughs> noon today that he got accepted because <laughs> they were out of state. And then I just got to tell them this morning. We were going to announce it earlier, but it was the first time we got to see them since I since I've been accepted in. So 
<sighs> so that sigh of relief is, is somewhat indicative of the journey you've taken to get here. Could you briefly talk to us about that? Let's see. I, I got interviewed back in December, and I kind of was told all summer that it didn't look like they were going to get to accepting me. And then, uh, you know, even last Monday they said, you know, we're not. It doesn't look like we're gonna have a spot for you. I'm sorry. I wish we had better news. And then two days later on Wednesday, they called me and said, "Hey, by the way, it just seems like everything kind of aligned that you got to get in this year." And uh, you know, by the grace of God, I'm here. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, really. Um, I'm just. It's first I'm ready. Of all, it's amazing that he's speechless. Because <laughs> <laughs> he never has a, a lack of words here. We're proud of both of them. They're, they're one proud. of the two. Engaged couples. We're one of three couples for the incoming class. Apparently, last class they didn't have any. And if they can make it through this year, I believe their marriage has a good chance. They can make it anywhere. (laughs) Exactly. And I can certainly appreciate uh, Brian's anxiety of finding out, uh, getting off the wait list. I had a little bit more time than Brian. Um, I had a whole month uh, before I had to quit my job, move down, find an apartment, and start school, um, which... I was ready to do, but it made for a little bit of a stressful time. Um, but we also got lucky uh, at the white coat ceremony, not, uh, not a, only being able to talk to students, but some of their parents as well. Here we have a clip with uh, Jessica Bigler and her mom. My name is Jessica Bigler, and um, I feel, let's see, sort of overwhelmed, very excited to get going, very excited to start medical school and start taking the classes. Um, I love our classmates, and I think, I don't know, they're a lot of fun, and it's like, I don't know. I know they say that we're going to be family, but I feel like we've already are quick on the path. So it feels good to put on the coat. I was also cold, so it's also nice to get an extra jacket. <laughs> um, but yeah, just generally happy to be here. Excited to be in Ohio. So, Mom, why don't you share with us how you feel today? <gasps> I could pop. All the emotion. I could pop. I am so proud of her. She's wanted to be a doctor since she was itty bitty. And by golly, she's here. She's getting there. It's so much fun, and I just couldn't be prouder. You know, the, the pride of the parents really comes through in that clip, and I really like hearing that. Doug, uh, how, what was your family's reaction to, to you getting into medical school and then there at the white coat ceremony? Let's see. I'd have to say maybe shock <laughs> and complete surprise. Like I mentioned, I uh, was not a very good student in high school. I blew high school off and never had any real intentions of going to college mm-hmm. ever. And, um, again, my dad's, um, illness, uh, changed all that and kind of pushed me into this, but, um, they were very happy and very, uh, they've seen me ever since going through that sickness, uh, that this was what I wanted to do. And they knew that, and they've been so supportive and encouraging throughout the, um, the whole journey to this point. And for a lot of students, you know, the, the families have been there the whole time, and it's, it's rewarding for them to be sitting in the audience and see their son or daughter walk across the stage. And, you know, they, at the white coat ceremony, they call them individually. They walk to the center of the stage. Somebody does the cloaking ceremony, as they call it, and put the white coat on for the first time. So really a great thing. And we're going to hear from a couple of other parents now. First, here's a clip from Michael Volker's father recorded last Sunday as well. It's a great sense of pride as a father watching your son get to such an accomplishment. And it's very encouraging even looking at the uh, overall emphasis that the university puts on each student, the teamwork. That was the most exciting part of the whole thing. It really felt right. So I was very excited and very proud. And this is the mother of Michael Elliott describing her feelings of the white coat ceremony. Well, 
I'm just so proud of Michael. It's always been a, a you know, it's a long, hard road to get to this point, and he has a lot of um, challenging times ahead of him, but he's re worked really hard to get here, and I'm just as proud as can be. And I know he'll really um, do well in medical school and be able to contribute to help the health of our, our citizens. Obviously, it's been great to hear these clips that we recorded last week at the White Coat Ceremony. You know, these students and their parents, they rep represent the future of medicine. And it's great to welcome the new class. And it's not just the ceremony that we do here at uh, the Wright State University Boonshoff School of Medicine, but medical schools all across the country as well. Absolutely. It's an exciting time for thousands of students all over the country. And uh, the students here at Wright State are going to begin anatomy on Monday, and they'll really get down into the, uh, the nitty-gritty of medical school. Uh, start your engines. Yes, and we want to thank Doug and Teresa for coming on today and, and sharing your thoughts on the White Coat Ceremony. It was great to have you both here in the studio. Thank you for having me. Thank you. With that, we want to announce our guest for next week. Join us next Sunday, August 22nd at 12 p.m. Eastern Time for our conversation with Dr. George Bonanno. He is a professor of clinical psychology and chair of the Department of Counseling and Clinical Psychology at Columbia University's Teachers College. And if you were listening earlier, you would have heard that Columbia, of course, had the first official white coat ceremony. So a little connection there. He His, his work has been featured in Science, The Wall Street Journal, and The Washington Post, and he has appeared on CNN in 2020. Dr. Bonanno is the author of a book called The Other Side of Sadness, What the New Science of Bereavement Tells Us About Life After a Loss. And it's a book that describes the sophisticated process of mourning following the loss of a loved one. And before we go, we want to get a quick shout out to our, some of our sponsors of the show. The production of Radio Rounds is made possible in part by the MedPlus Advantage program, which was created by the American Medical Association Insurance Agency. The program has very unique provisions, including a $200,000 student loan payoff provision, student and resident occupation definitions, global emergency travel service, and newly added this year, a stress and wellness program. About one in three medical students in the U.S. are co already covered by the AMA-sponsored MedPlus Advantage Disability Income Plan. For those of you covered by this plan and that are graduating, you have a small window of opportunity, 31 days to be exact, in which to continue this important coverage into residency. You can click the MedPlus Advantage link on our site, radiorounds.org, and go to Graduating Medical Student for more information. Radio Rounds is also proudly sponsored by the Student Doctor Network, online at studentdoctor.net. Interview invitations are starting to arrive. Are you prepared? Visit the SDN Interview Feedback Database at studentdoctor.net slash schools to read about the experience of other applicants. Of course, we'd like you to keep track of us via our website, radiorounds.org, and you can listen to all of our episodes as a free podcast download on iTunes. You can find the direct link to our iTunes page on our website, or you can search the iTunes store for Radio Rounds. You can also join our Facebook group for weekly updates and follow us at Twitter, and the handle for that is at Twitter. You can contact us by email as well, contact at radiorounds.org. Again, Dr. Bonanno next week will be talking about bereavement and working with patients and families as they deal with loss and grief. It's going to be a really interesting conversation, and we hope you can join us again that Sunday, August 22nd, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, and of course the podcast will be on iTunes as well. Until then, have a great week. My name is Avash Kalra. And I'm John Corker. And one day, we'll, we'll be, be your doctors. doctors. Here come the radio Welcome to Radio Rounds.